Welcome to the community where passion for life and healthy sexuality connect beautifully and easily. I'm your host, Amanda Ammons, and my goal in life is to help you thrive. And a huge part of that is your sex life. Your one life was meant to be amazing, sex included. You most likely haven't been shown this, but I'm here to tell you, you're beautifully and intricately made. Made for more, made for the best. However your journey brought you here, join me in a new conversation about one of the most amazing things ever created, intricate, passionate intercourse. Together, let's break the shame cycle. Let's learn how to please and be pleased. Let's fight fear, find freedom, and freaking have fun. Welcome to the Passion Connected Show. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Passion Connected Podcast. I am really excited for you guys to be here today. I love what we were talking about today and everything that I wanted to say just flowed so well. Just everything that I had to give to you guys, it came out really well today and I love this content so I can't wait to get into the throes of it. We are going to be talking about the rest of the erogenous zones for men and women in sex and there is so much to it and I just love it and it's really interesting how this episode came together. I originally planned a set amount of time where I was going to have some quiet. The girls were napping and I was so ready. I was in my comfy clothes and I was like, let's do this. I got my coffee by my side just in case I need to take a sip and was ready to go. And then a kid woke up and I was like, oh man. So now we are doing this at like eight o'clock at night. They're finally asleep. Everything is finally calm and quiet and we're ready to do this. This is one of the first episodes that I feel like we're settled in. We're settled in. We're ready to go. I'm sitting in my room. There's only a few more boxes to unpack. So I am ready to get back in the game of this. I have so much more content headed you guys' way. This will be the last episode for this series that we've been doing on just anatomy and the body. We're still obviously going to talk about the body because it's a sex podcast like you're going to be talking about the parts. But this is the first series, the first round that we did on just basic anatomy. And from here, we're going to be moving on. And I'll give you guys some more information about that on Instagram. So make sure to check that out. And I'll be talking about what we're going to be getting into for the next series. So let's jump right in. The last couple of weeks, we talked about the primary erogenous zones. So we talked about mainly the genitals for male and female bodies. So this episode, we're going to discuss the secondary and tertiary erogenous zones or the third, second and third erogenous zones. Some of the secondary ones that automatically come to people's heads are nipples and breasts. And if you think about it, the mouth, those are some of the main ones where there's a lot of sensation going on there. The nipples are often really sensitive to touch depending on each person They can be more sensitive for men as well. And that sensitivity fluctuates throughout your life, depending on hormone levels and being a mom and body changes and all of that. There's also the lips and the mouth have a lot of sensitivity there. So that's considered another secondary erogenous zone. And then from there, individuals have other places that to them would be considered more erogenous than other 
areas and it may be different than somebody else that they know. So for example, some people find feet really attractive. They love when their partner massages their feet. They love when they get to massage their partner's feet. It can be a turn on for them. And some of you might be listening to me going like, uh, no, not me, not a feet gal. Ooh, why? Not my thing. But that's just because you're different. You may have something else. Some people love when people kiss their neck or around near their ears, and it really is sensitive to them and it turns them on. And other people are like, oh, you know, it doesn't really do anything for me. And then that's where you get to have fun with it because you and your partner are completely different and you get to explore and figure out what is more sensitive to my partner? What do they want me to touch on them? And what do I want them to touch on me? What is going to get us in the mood? What is special? And those can change throughout your life. I have found that those have changed. There were areas that I thought, man, I love when he touches me there. And then, you know, it kind of got boring or it changed because my body changed or my mindset changed on it, whatever it was. But then there was another area that is more sensitive. So the fun thing about that is because it changes, you get to fluctuate through your life and change along with it. I don't think that our bodies just stay stagnant and it's like, this is the erogenous zone. This is it. This is how our anatomy works sexually and it's stuck for life. No, we change. Our mindset changes, our body changes. And because of that, we get to discover each other in a whole new way. So what once may have worked might not be your thing anymore. But that doesn't mean that there isn't something that you can go looking for or that your partner can go looking for. So have fun with each other, experiment with each other, which we'll get into that a little bit more later too. So then you have the third erogenous level or zone, whatever you want to call it. And that is the entire body. I remember the day that I was told that the largest organ on a human body is the skin. And that is just so crazy to me. I don't think that we think of the skin as an organ because we typically think heart, brain, liver, all of those things are organs. Like that's what I think of when I think of an organ. But the skin is an organ and that's just nuts. But it's such an important one. It holds everything in and also has the capacity to give us one of our most important sensations, touch. Our body is covered and filled with nerve endings that feel the touch that we need to live this life, that feel the ground beneath our feet, that feel the wind as it goes by us. We have to have that sensation. We've got taste and sight and smell and hearing, and that's all really important too, but isn't it just crazy that we have all of this skin to work with? And sometimes I think we forget that. You have a fairly large, relative to the other erogenous zones that we've been talking about, body of skin that you have to work with during sex. And you should be using it to its fullest advantage. I think we should be using all of these senses to our advantage during sex. Touch is a huge one, and our skin is a huge one. But it's not just about touching the primary zone and feeling just that orgasm. It's not just about getting to the penis, getting to the vagina and the clitoris. 
It's about the entire experience as a whole, which incorporates the entire body. As a kid, I used to love writing songs and poems, and my mom would catch me all over our house and our property where we lived, just singing to myself and writing down little secret rhymes in my notebook and that I can still look back and I just laugh because most of the poems were about tea parties and how I wanted to roll in the mud and something about my brothers and love and the stars. But when you're really little, you learn some basic words that rhyme together that you can kind of use for your bass, things that you can play off of and work with. And one of the ones I latched onto that can be found in almost every one of the songs or poems that I wrote whenever I was little is that whatever I was feeling or thinking or dealing with would reach from my head to my toes or my fingers to my toes, including my nose. And that's the way it goes because everyone knows because it shows. And it's funny to look back on And I can remember my mom made a comment one time because she was like, you really like talking about your head to your toes. And I did. And I think that I was onto something. It's a cute little saying for a kid, but I think that there was something more there. Even when I was a tiny little tot, barely able to spell the word toes, I had already realized that there was something special about my entire body being involved with what I was doing. Whatever I was doing, you better bet I wasn't going to just be partway in it. I wasn't going to just love God with my fingernail or just my hands or even just my heart. I wanted to love him with every bit of my being that I could think of. And that meant from my, the top of my head to my toes. Because there's something special when someone is all in on something. We love watching the Olympics because people put every part of themselves into the experience Most athletes can't ignore a single muscle in their body because whatever sport they're doing, all of the muscles interact together. Their mind has to be in it. Their body has to be in it. They have to be using all of their senses. We are experiential creatures. We love to be enveloped in good music, to have that perfect bed that we get to climb into, to taste that perfect cup of coffee or dessert that was made just right. The human body was made so complex and God decided to allow us to have our entire exterior as a part of that sensational experience. And he made sex to be an all-in experience. He made it to be a moment of awe and wonder as we feel sensations that seem unreal. I mean, I don't know about anyone else, but there are sometimes that orgasms are like, dang, God was so creative. Are you kidding me? Like who thought to come up with this? Who thought to come up with this sort of feeling? He did. And he made it a beautiful moment where you get to be all in. And the more all in you are, the better it gets. It makes me think of a bath. I don't know why this was the analogy that popped in my head, but I just love it. A bath with your toes in is fine. You know, sitting in a bath is fine. Watching a bath, okay, cool. Like watching the water swirl around you. But baths are such a good experience when you get to soak and feel all in it feeling the water covering you, 
feeling wholly a part of this experience. I'm sure there are tons of other analogies you could come up with, but the point is don't hinder the experience by forgetting to include one or all of the senses. And the biggest erogenous zone, the entire skin on your body should be included. It is nerve wracking as heck to feel as vulnerable as you're going to need to feel in order to expand your experience. Because maybe you've never touched each other's feet before, but you want to jump all in and you heard this crazy girl Amanda say that you should attempt to touch everywhere and see how it goes. So how do you do it? What does that even look like? It looks like vulnerability. You're going to have to talk to your partner and say, hey, do you want to try something fun? Do you want to do some foot massages before we jump into this? Or, hey, I really actually would love to just have you rub my back. Or I've never told you this before, but my collarbone is just really a sweet spot. I would love to have you kiss that area on me. It's going to take vulnerability, but adding those things into the experience adds something more than if we just target the zone and go, all right, boobs, let's go aiming for the target. Let's get there. No, you want to work yourself into things on average. It takes women at least 20 minutes of clitoral stimulation to reach an orgasm. So why don't you be doing something else during that time? You don't need to just be stimulating the clitoris to reach that point. You don't need to just touch the man's penis to get him to an orgasm. Where else does he like? Let's figure it out. Let's ask each other those questions. Those kinds of questions might be something that you would never even believe would come out of your mouth. But how are you going to know until you try it? Maybe it's going to take you being vulnerable with a part of your body that you aren't particularly fond of. After I had my two girls, my flabby stretch marked stomach isn't exactly your picturesque model on the front of a cover. That This tummy is not what people are like, dang girl, that's what I want. But I'm not ashamed of it. But I don't necessarily think that it's sexy bedroom time tummy either when I see it flopping around. But my husband loves me and he doesn't think that it's unattractive. Instead, he tells me the skin is soft and it's fun to touch. So it took me getting over it. It was me that had to be okay with him touching my skin. I had to open myself up to that. And I realized how much I'd been trying to hide it. When you hide during sex, it's just not going to be quite as good. I opened myself up to being vulnerable with him and exploring every part of my body like I used to, and it brought closeness and laughter and a more holistic, enjoyable experience. So here are some of the ways that you can try to add other body parts to the sexual experience. Maybe even go so far as making a list if you're one of those people and try touching all the parts of your partner's body and allowing them to touch all the parts of yours and seeing what feels good. But if you feel uncomfortable, start with ease. First, just start by asking your partner what they like. And don't let them get away with just the same old, same old. Like, oh, you know, I just like whatever. Like, I just like getting it on. No. Ask them what they wish that you would touch on them that you don't normally give attention to. Maybe they like their back being lightly touched. Maybe they like you run your hands through their hair. Or maybe they like you to kiss their neck more or rub their arms. And then... 
vice versa. Let them know what you would like. What part of your body do you love and you wish was more a part of the experience? What I like to think of, if you're not sure what part of your body it is that you really might like touching that hasn't been given attention to, is what part of your body do you love to dress up well? When you try on clothes, what do you appreciate showing off? What do you like making look good? What do you focus on? And when you do a face of makeup, what part of your face do you love? What do you like to make look really good? Your lips or your eyes or whatever that is. Maybe that's the area that you want focused on. Bring in those things. Ask them to experiment with those parts of your body the next time you have sex. Okay, now let's get even a little crazier. I've talked about the senses earlier. What sensations do you like? My husband is all about lights. He loves lamps and candles and lights. I am all about smells. And this is not just during sex. I'm not just saying like these are the things that we love during sex. I'm just saying in our everyday normal life, Kyla really cares about the lights in our house, that they're comfortable and just right. And that translates into the bedroom. I really care that the house smells good and is warm and inviting and clean. And that also translates into the bedroom. For Kyleb, it's fun to make sure that the lights are on in the right way, that it's dim and cozy, but he can still see us. For me, it's lighting a candle, putting on my essential oils or my diffuser. It's making sure I smell good and he smells good. Those are the things that help get me in the mood. So think about yourself as well where we talked about all of the other senses like sight and hearing and smell and touch and all of that. So what do you care about? Do you really like feel? Do you need particular bedding or would you like particular bedding that's soft and cozy or something that feels sensual to you? Maybe you like the feel of silk. So that's the nighty that you'll wear before you head to bed. Maybe you really care about taste. Maybe you sit down with a charcuterie board or a bar of chocolate or something like that before you get into it. Maybe you really are turned on by sight. So you ask your man to take his clothes off slowly and let you enjoy that experience. Maybe you're all about sound and you're like, I really have some music that I'd be loving to play while this is all going on. Try it. Just try it. A lot of people are so scared because they're like, man, Maybe this is a little too far. I'm getting a little too out there, whatever it is. It's just you and your partner in the bedroom and you never know until you try. Maybe you're nervous to play music because I don't know, is, are they going to like that music or is it going to be too much? Is that a little too sensual for them? I don't know how they feel or how we feel, or maybe it'll make us feel uncomfortable. You don't know until you try and don't just push it off the first time you try it. Like that was too hard or that was too much, or I'm just not sure. I talked about this in another one of the episodes where it's like, you got to get used to things. That first experience is going to feel a little uncomfortable sometimes, but keep practicing, keep trying. This is something that you get to enjoy practicing together. I don't particularly like thinking about it. Like It's a sport that you're practicing, but I do think there is a level of teamwork and the more you work together on it, the better and better it's going to get. That's why couples who have been married longer have the best 
sex because they've practiced. They have done it multiple times together. They've learned how to be vulnerable. They've learned how to work together. They've learned about what each other needs. I think a lot of times we jump into sex and we just think that, oh, I should just know. I should just know how to take care of them. They should just know how to take care of me. And we're too nervous to correct each other and say, actually, I really, that was weird. I don't like how you did that. Or, you know, I appreciate you touching there. Like, that's cool, but it's not really doing it for me. So maybe could you try this? Or, hey, I would like to try something new. Would you be willing to try it with me? We can be so in our heads about things sometimes, or we can be so nervous and think that, you know, we're just weird, or this is just too much, or I don't know what I'm doing, so I don't know how to ask. Take the step to be the vulnerable person and try to have the best sex of your life. You don't have anything to lose. Really, there's nothing to lose. There's only things to gain. Let's learn to have our entire body, all of the erogenous zones work together to make a better experience than what we could have if we just focused on one of the areas. With that being said, I am going to put some things in the show notes for you guys. I'm going to attach a link to my honeymoon video list, which really would be great for everyone, but it has all of my favorite things that I wish that I would have had or known going into the honeymoon. And it's got stuff like my favorite positions deck, some of my favorite oils and all of that. So if you would like to try something new or you want to see maybe what somebody else has done or what they have found important, I will link that there and you can click it and watch that video and get the list that goes with it. Anything else that I mentioned in this episode will also be in the show notes. And please don't forget to review. Let me know what you thought about this week's episode reviews are everything to podcasters. They make or break podcasts. So just leave a review. If you found this episode encouraging, if there was something that you loved, get specific with it. It would mean the world to me. I love you guys so much. Thanks for listening all the way through this. Go have the greatest sex of your life. I am so proud of you guys and I will see you next week.